What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the saddest boy I've ever met, Bear Courtney. The axe forgets, but the tree remembers. It's our turn to do the chopping. Save the rebellion, save the trees. And rounding out the group this <laughs> week, the one and only Anthony Carboni. Uh, y'all, after this episode, I'm feeling very, very comfortable saying Andor is one of my favorite Star Wars things. What? Wow. Wow. Okay. Not just Disney it's, Plus? It's moving up there. It's Ooh. moving up there. I, it, it's feeling good to me. It's funny, Anthony Carboni. I mentioned uh, on the Rogue One re-review, right? That I ha- I keep like a ranking. Sorry, uh, if you hear that outside, that's the world's uh, loudest Prius uh, driving around uh, outside my house. Um, I have a personal ranking. Gangs of, all the... of Prius revving it's their engines. It's. I sent a video to Tim, and like, no shit, it is weirdly the loudest Prius, and I don't know why. I was looking at my personal ranking, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, Yo, like Andor right now. Andor might go above the Mandalorian. I'm gonna be honest. Five episodes in, this is crazy. Let's see if they let's see if they stick the landing for season one. But like, where I'm feeling, like it's a top tenner right now. Are you <sighs> ranking Mandalorian as one thing? Yeah, I I, okay. I, I don't do like separate seasons because then we get into the seven seasons of the Clone Wars and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I think of them as like whole pieces of things. Yeah. Well, I love that. I want to hear all of the thoughts that we have about this show, but this is the kind of funny screencast each and every week. We get together to talk about the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. Uh, We've been trying our best to keep up with everything going on, including Star Wars, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, and Game of Thrones. We've done an okay job, missed a couple weeks here and there, and we're going to continue to miss a couple weeks going forward. Uh, But... If we're not missing stuff, you can find us on youtube.com slash kind of funny where we record these live or you can watch them later as a VOD on YouTube or roosterteeth.com. If you want to, as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast and we'll be right there for you. If you wanted to get the show ad free, though, you want to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Molecule, Al Tribesman and Fargo Brady on YouTube have all done. We appreciate you all so very, very much. A little bit of housekeeping for you today. Uh, there's a huge update on kindoffunny.com slash store. We have our final work from home shirt and the kind of funny bomber jacket that is undeniably my favorite piece of merch that we have ever made. Tim, it we have the video ready and available. Do, do we want to watch Let's play video? it. Let's play the video. Play the video. What is hype? Is it something that makes you feel like this? Or make you do something like this? Is it a paradigm shifting announcement? Or is it just a new dope bomber jacket? Introducing the all new KF Studio Bomber Jacket. Get hyped kindoffunny.com slash store. I get a text from Matt Batson with just like a couple lines. Uh, literally, it was just like four lines. And he was like, can you just record these? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's for the bomber jacket thing. So like, can you just show off the bomber jacket? I just recorded some footage of me spinning around. And then oh, he, he, didn't, he, he didn't tell you to do that because that felt like a Matt Batson direction mm-hmm. of you doing 
Ooh, like I know you to model was, things more because that that's shit just, was that's that's all just I got. Tim. That's all I got in a bomber jacket. That's just me. <laughs> that's just Tim. Whenever there's a new bomber jacket, he's just like, it's, oh, they, and to have your own bomber jacket, Tim, I'm so proud of you. I know. Thank you. Thank you. You've been on this bomber jacket journey with me for a long time, Carboni, and it is this is a big moment. You two can join in by going to kindoffunny.com slash store and getting yours right now. Uh, but some more housekeeping for you. It's finally happening. In just a little over a week, we are launching the spare bedroom. Anthony Carboni is going to be there. We're yeah, all going to be, be hanging out. Sage is going to be there as well. Uh, Sage had to miss today, by the way, but she will be joining us for future episodes of this. Do not fret. Do not worry. She'll also be joining us for the live marathon stream we're doing starting at 10 a.m. Friday, October 14th. Uh, you can watch it live on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or twitch.tv slash kind of funny games will be on both of them simultaneously for you to watch all the shenanigans for the marathon stream all day long uh but because the studio is being worked on next week we're taking a bunch of days off of content so this show will not happen next week uh as well as any other shows tuesday wednesday or thursday as we prepare for the biggest thing that we have ever done do it anyway coward it's hard let's let's do it anyway coward so hard man we'll do stuff eventually but next friday take the day off work and watch us all day it's going (laughs) to be worth it i promise you we're also brought to you by chime and canvas uh qhd monitors but i'll tell you about that later for now i want to hear what you have to think about Andor carboni let's start with you i love this episode I love where I love where we're going. I love this episode specifically because Andor is doing this thing that all Star Wars has been trying to do since basically Clone Wars. You could say they've been trying to do it in live action since Rogue One, but it is the idea of Empire all bad, is the rebellion all good? What's going on? Uh, who are these people? And can we make them? can we make them people more than we can make them archetypal characters? Right. And there are a lot of moments this week with, with Cassian, with Mon Mothma, especially with, uh, with Luthan, with everybody where you are seeing, Oh, this is not this idealistic thing. You know, we usually like, I'll say this. We usually like Imperials in star Wars stuff, because we're just like, ooh, I love how ruthless and evil and just like totally into this this person is. I'm starting to really like Cyril Karn. Oh no! Really? Oh, not liking, not no, liking yeah. him, not liking him, but liking the character of Cyril Karn right. and the motivations of Cyril Karn. You know, uh, Lieutenant Gorm, who we, who we saw as, oh, this is a guy who is, uh, he's imperial, but he's. He's joining the rebellion. He's loyal to the cause. He's seen the light. Nah, man. He got he got passed over for a promotion, and now he's bitter about it. And that's the whole reason he's in the rebellion. And I love this. I love all of these motivations that are just like, sorry, these are not these are not big damn heroes. These are not super evil villains. They're just like people. we're seeing people. We're seeing people, and I just love this so much. Mm-hmm. Barrett, what about you? Yeah, this was a, a fantastic episode. I think uh, someone in our, our live YouTube chat said this episode was such a tease for them. They can't wait for uh, next week. And I think that's 
This was a, a tease for the big thing that's going to happen next week, and we'll, we'll talk about that later. But I, I love that we had more of the this quieter moment. We talk about you know uh, uh, these Disney Plus Star Wars shows being slow from time to time, and I love that because then we get moments like learning um, you know about the the kid who makes his own uh, equipment because we're too reliant on Imperial equipment, and we're going to talk about the philosophy of that in a little bit as well. I love learning about schemes. And you know uh, him still not trusting Andor and and all this stuff. I uh, you see the dimensions of these people and uh, Carboni nailed it. Of they're not just archetypes; they're people. And I think the performances back that up in uh, tremendous ways, uh, in in some heartbreaking ways, and in, in, in some funny ways, and some very interesting ways. I absolutely adored it. It wasn't an action-packed episode, but I think it might be my favorite episode so far, just because of the discussions that are had throughout it. That I mm-hmm. just I absolutely love when you're talking about what. Um, empirical rule actually does to people, and it, I, I, I thought it was fucking amazing. Yeah, what did you think, Tim? Yeah, one through three, I was like, okay, this is this is all right. And then four, I was like, all right, I, you know, I think I'm I'm really enjoying this. This one for me, I'm like, I am I'm all in, and I was all in last week, but I feel like this uh, kept going the direction that I was hoping it was going to go, and um, I'm extremely excited for for more. I love how slow they're taking this and letting us sit in it. I know we just did the Rogue One uh, in review rewatch that you can go check out, uh, and a lot of things we were talking about of like what made that movie work, what made the movie not work, and how it could have worked better and it's like watching this episode in particular i was really like damn i wish that we can go back and change things and have rogue one kind of be like the movie to end um the Mm -hmm. the build-up of these seasons and like maybe like change even the plot of what that is but kind of just treating this like uh, the heist that we're starting to see and the way that they're building out all Mm -hmm. the different characters it's like so far seems a lot better done in this show than rogue one did with those elements yeah um watching watching this episode and thinking about everything that we were talking about in the rogue one rewatch i really did think i really did think about everything y'all everything you guys were saying and to have one scene with everybody like around a fire that's all you kinda, need kind of doing kind of doing what 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 scheme and andor and and vel and and nemec and all of them were doing like one one scene where they had just if they had just taken five to seven minutes and just sat us with everyone on Rogue One and just given them a little bit of time, I, I get I get what y'all are saying. Where that would have like that would really would have like miles, yeah yeah it would have gone miles to like helping us understand those characters and feel a little bit more for those characters. But it's you know doing a movie is different than doing a series. Hundred percent. Yeah, and that's why I kind of like I'm watching this. It's like I don't think it's a one for one of just oh Rogue One is the season finale. It's not that that isn't that wouldn't work. But like mm-hmm. giving the budget and the scale of what Rogue One accomplished, like if we were the story that we're building here, if instead of them uh, doing this big heist to get all the the credits, if they were doing if it was the Death Star heist that they were building up to, and it took this long, and there were like mini heists in the way to get to that one, like God, that'd be cool. And in some ways, you could look at it as if that is what's happening here. Um, but I really love this cast of characters, and I'm a little surprised by that like i thought they were going to be a little bit more disposable um as we were introduced to them a couple weeks ago but they're really doing a good job of making you care like i didn't expect to care about the kid but i definitely do i am getting a lot of matrix vibes from him in, in a good way um i really think that the show has a unique identity and i think what makes it special so far for me right now is not um it's like 
facade of Star Wars-ness. It's like there's the lore shit that they keep dropping and name dropping Jakku and the Halcyon system and all that. I'm like, let's go. Of course, I love that. But it's the moments that don't feel like Star Wars to me that I'm enjoying the most about this. Like the way that they're using the TIE Fighter as like mm-hmm. this one single ship that is so terrifying to this group of people on land. And the sound design is like so it like it's using you in the face. Yeah, it's insane. Which, which like Star Wars sound design is like a majority of what makes Star Wars so special in some ways, right? But I feel like we've never seen it utilized quite like this. And it is, it just feels more real and grounded in a way that I I, I appreciate. And the score is at times more Game of Thrones than it is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I like that because again, these, you guys are saying it, these feel like people. This it feels less Star Wars and like epic grandiose like hero shit and it's more just kind of like yo we're people doing something epic and crazy and like the score backs that up it's like a a subtle distinction but i i'm really really digging the identity that this show has yeah it's like the same thing that 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 ludwig Gorenson did where he's like the mandalorian is a western and a samurai film as much as it's a star wars and and this is kind of like that too where it's like like you're saying this is a slow build character-based series and i think not being limited listen we've talked about this a thousand times we're just i'm just gonna keep beating this horse uh uh, but not limiting these shows to six episodes changes everything being able to do these mini three episode arcs that are leading to a larger season arc is like that's what golden age TV, you know, everybody's talking about how we're in the golden age of, of prestige television right now. And it feels like in a lot of ways, Disney plus has not been taking advantage of that. And this really does. And I'm, I'm so excited for, for just watching this show that gets to take this time, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, so far they're, they're using it wisely. You know, I, I do think that uh, it's, it's slow. And I got just talking to some of my friends that are a little bit more on the, the action side of what they want from star Wars. Like they're not vibing with the show as much. And I wonder like what the common consensus is from people of, uh, with I how think the common s- consensus is no one's watching the show. I don't feel like I see anybody talking about Andor on the timeline, which makes me sad. I keep telling Andy to watch it. Cause I feel like this show in particular is like what Andy has been asking for when it comes to a star Wars show of like making it a step above, like in the, uh, the writing room of like what we've gotten so far with, the Disney Plus shows, kind of wanting it on the level of a of, of a Breaking Bad or uh, a Game of Thrones, and while it's not at that level, I would say it's still like a step above and like closer down that path than we've seen in the past. And I keep telling them every week, I'm like, you got to watch this show. It's it's yeah. so for you, especially like the way it ends the uh, the Scars Guard scene at the end, and just like how it kind of it leaves you hanging. You're like, God, yeah. that was such a good scene in and of itself. It's got such a good way to kind of tease what's to come. Um, it, it it they're they're in their fucking duffy in the in the writers room for for this mm-hmm. show. This episode in particular, I thought the writing was especially strong, and I think a lot of that was due to the setup of these characters over the last couple episodes. So so seeing the um, imperial dude, I forget his name. Uh, you said it earlier, Carboni, but Karn. him with the, Cyril Karn. Karn. Him and his mom, like the conversations they had, like they, they were great. They were just yeah. so good. Like I feel like they nailed the, that vibe and it could have been off, but they did such a good job with it. And then we cut over to the the Imperial woman that is like just dead set on figuring this all out, right? And the, her and the her patterns. like little assistant, they're like trying to figure it all out. I'm like, dude, I'm starting to really vibe with these villains. And I just didn't expect yes. that. And so I love like, the relationships between them as well. And like that was a moment that I was like, 
I, I like I don't want her to succeed in whatever she's doing, obviously, because she's, you know, just another cog in the machine of the Empire. But also at the same time, I kind of want her to be validated in like this pattern she might see, which we we also got to talk about later uh, when we yeah. kind of like go through the, the beats, because there's some interesting stuff there that I had to like kind of second guess on. But I, I, again, I love the performances and the back and forth that really showed uh, like sold me on like the the relationship dynamic between her and her assistant where he, she was like you go and he was like well I'm, if you're staying I'm staying kind of thing and it's just just the little things Tim it's just the little things that I little love. things they add up totally add up I want to keep talking about this you guys but before I do that let's take a word from our sponsors Shout out to NZXT Canvas Gaming Monitors. We are huge fans of NZXT here at Kind of Funny. And I got to say, these monitors, they're Andy Cortez approved, Kevin Coelho approved, and Tim Gettys approved because of their sweet 1440p resolution with 165 hertz refresh rate and one millisecond response hits. That sweet spot for gamers due to the balance of picture and performance. And now available in a 1080p 240 hertz version for the most competitive of gaming situations. They're available in 27-inch and 32-inch curved displays. Variable refresh rate support for all of the major GPUs. You can get the monitor just alone. You can get it with a stand or you can get it with some pretty cool mounts. There's built-in software support with NZXT Cam that lets you control all your monitor settings directly on your PC. No need to mess with the clunky hardware menus to lock in your desired settings. They thought of it all. It's sold exclusively on NZXT.com. You can learn more about the NZXT FHD Canvas gaming monitors at NZXT.com co slash kfg fhd that's nzxt.co slash kfg fhd shout out to chime for sponsoring this episode what's the first thing you do when you wake up is it checking up on your credit score i don't think so at chime that's exactly what they do with their secured chime credit builder visa credit card you can start to build credit with your own money all of this with no annual fees large security deposits or credit checks to apply you can start your credit journey with chime sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score you can get started at chime.com slash kf games that's chime.com slash kf games the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by stride bank na pursuant to a license from visa us a chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured chime credit builder visa credit card regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score impact to score may vary and some user scores may not improve out-of-network atm withdrawal fees may apply except at money pass atms in a 7-eleven or any all point or visa plus alliance atm get your credit journey started with chime sign up takes only two minutes doesn't affect your credit score get started at chime.com slash kf games all right, I want to get into the nitty-gritty lore, Easter egg bullshit, Carboni. What did we miss from this? What is there in this episode? Do you want? Do you really? Do you want to do it, or do you want to take it as we go? As we go uh, throughout the plot. Well, on this there... show we don't do the plot. We, that's okay. in review. In review, we oh, go okay, through the plot. Okay, Here okay. we just talk about what we liked or didn't like and all that. All stuff. right. Mm-hmm. So first off, we have we have the tattoos. We have crate head, and we have by the hand. Now, yeah, we got to tell you, like, I was looking it up, especially I had to like uh, turn on uh, uh, the captions at one point because I was mm-hmm. like, is he saying crate? What's going on here? Uh, and then uh, uh, by the hand, are we yeah. talking emperor's hand? Are we talking about the secret hand so- of the, like, the, the secret empire forces? <laughs> Anthony, you got to tell like, who is I got this a man? Couple, I got a couple theories i mean now you should know that crate head and by the hand we've never heard these things before okay okay so crate head crate i'm thinking it's 
it's spelled crate like crate dragon not crate yeah. like not crate like the salt last planet. jedi yeah you know um so i'm thinking it's some sort of some sort of jail or prison on tatooine potentially mm. um i would say yeah the, like maybe he had tuscan raider ties like like who knows but the by the hand is interesting because that's gonna to me whenever you think about hand it's it's always been talked about as hand of the emperor so that to me is like thrawn or mara jade or something like that and you know as we're as we're talking about like mara jade like listen Everybody, people who are thinking Mara Jade, I want you to get that out of your head right now. Because, like, listen, one day, we love, do one, it. maybe one day, I don't know, but this is not that day. I think no. it's more likely to be a Thrawn thing, but it's more likely to be a totally new thing that's not Hand of the Emperor. I think they're introducing some new sort of criminal and underworld lore mm. um, that we haven't really heard about, you know? And tattoos are like very rare in and of themselves in Star Wars. We don't we don't see those a lot. Um, most like when I think about tattoos, I mostly think about Afra, and she has the different. She has the electrical tattoos. Yeah. Um, when are we, we getting her? Dude, from your mouth to God's ears. When are we getting Afra in live action? But uh, we don't see a lot of tattoos in Star Wars. So just the fact that Scheme even has them is very interesting. Um, so I like that. The other big lore drop sort of thing for me, and this is something that I, I didn't catch earlier, and and maybe people did when Scheme rolls out, uh, you know, Cassian's role there of like all of his stuff. Um, is that a K sixteen Briar? Is he using the Kyle Katarn sawed off shotgun blaster? Oh. That to me looks like a K sixteen Briar and I, yeah didn't i thought we saw it in a previous episode too and didn't you mention that he, he used it he used it in the first episode i don't know that i mentioned it i think we mentioned kyle katarn because we definitely everybody Always talks do. about kyle katarn <laughs> uh, we talk, i think we i think we talked about it in terms of uh of maybe luthan's uh luthan stuff but uh this to me k16 briar so that's that's very fun because that doesn't mean Kyle Katarn is out there, but it does mean Kyle Katarn's weapon from Dark Forces, if you're a Dark <laughs> Forces fan, is uh, it's there and it exists. And I love oh, that yeah. a lot. Um, so there's, there's a lot of that stuff. You know, you already talked about Dedra talking about all of the different things. Like, uh, they're, they're stealing things from Jakku. They're stealing things from Hosnian Prime. They're stealing things from all these places that we've heard of before. Kessel. Kessel. And like... This is what I love about this show. We've talked about this too. It's not looking into the camera and going like, huh? Huh? Remember this thing? It's like you could have never watched Star Wars before in your life. You don't have to know what Hosnian Prime is. You don't have to know what Jakku is. You don't have to know any of this stuff. It's just there for you if you, if you want it. Right. They're using the galaxy as texture um, instead of as fan service, which mm. is such a huge thing about this show. Having said that, though, it still starts to read a little much when they're, it's like every single thing that they name is something that makes us go, oh. And like, yeah. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying I don't think that this show is uh, immune to, to that criticism. No. I don't necessarily agree with that criticism all the time, though, because I yeah. feel like this is why we watch these things is for them to be connected and reference the other things that but we like in the same first time, place. You know, they're bringing up their own new stuff in the background, too, with whatever these whatever these tattoos are, whatever this mm -hmm. by the hand is. Right. So they're introducing their own texture to it as well that maybe, you know, 10, 15 years from now, we'll get some a little bit more. Man, if there's a prison out there 
with like secret underground rebellion gangs in prison. Like, I want to know about it. Like, yeah, what's up? 100%. Like, I want to hear all about that stuff. I also want to hear more about this delicious puffed cereal that you eat with your mom in your efficiency apartment on Coruscant. <laughs> this was like... Someone someone in the chat called it, uh, uh, what was it, like space... Uh was it space tricks and i yeah. love that yes it's like it's like oops all melurons or whatever yeah. like it's so good <laughs> i and, and i, I just, yeah because he, he's still being treated like a kid i, I and, and just that simple like it's it's a funny bit right of he's eating space cereal but i i love that how that kind of even that visually where he even holds up one and like you know, they really like kind of focus on it it's he feels like a, a like a child at home and that's what his mom always makes him feel like it, it, even later where he talks about like overhearing the the phone call between her and uncle harlow who we gotta talk about who the uncle hell is uncle harlow, harlow? I was what the hell's to, going on i gotta I, I did some research last night and i was like maybe there's something probably not but uncle yeah. harlow's gonna help this man get a job in uncle some harlow field is clearly like what we're seeing and this is what i love about the entire karn thing is like we're seeing an efficiency apartment on coruscant that's not something we normally see we normally either see it's star wars we neither we normally either see like we're so poor that all we can afford is inflatable broccoli or mm -hmm. like we're so wealthy and we live in these great like we're seeing just like hey man this is what it's like to just grow up on like the upper west side of coruscant in an efficiency yeah. apartment you know, where you're not at the, you're not on the lower decks, but you're not in like the higher floors either. And his mom is like clearly putting all of her ambition for like the family on him, you know, and he's very resentful of it. And Uncle Harlow is like this one relative that like, you know, when you're first starting off in an industry, your mom's like, well, if you're not finding any jobs, like I know this, you know, we know this guy who worked on a movie 23 years ago, <laughs> you know, maybe if you're going out to L.A. and you don't have and you're having trouble finding work like we can call Did him. Did you it's have like, an Uncle Harlow Carboni? I, I had a cousin, John. I had a cousin. Oh, okay, John. Okay, yeah, yeah, where it's like we, where it's like we can call your cousin, John. He worked on it's like, please don't call cousin John. Please let me do this on my own. Please, please stop thinking of me as like as as like a, a failure in this because this wasn't entirely like, yes, this was my fault, but it wasn't entirely my fault. And I wasn't entirely in the wrong. The fact that Karn <laughs> is just staring angrily in his little bedroom in his mom's apartment at a hologram of Cassian Andor. I love just like, this is the guy that ruined everything for me. Mm -hmm. I great. love this whole, because it's also just a normal scene. Yeah. Like it's a normal family scene. It's so interesting in a star Wars show. I love that they I just love that they took time for it. I don't know. Yeah. And on the the flip side, like the the rich people that we've seen before in Star Wars, we're starting to see a little bit more here and here. I just love Mod Mothma and her shitty husband and their dope ass car. It's in heartbreaking, the man. Outfits, man. Yeah, they've got yeah, the they daughter. Look, they look they've got so the drip they got for this days. Kid. But a kid got, walks in. Dude, this was so heartbreaking. I I, I want to talk about the scene where 
she they're arguing about schedules like wanting to do stuff with her daughter her daughter kind of like spitting back at her with like you know you just want to seem involved in in all this stuff and the husband kind of shittily like smirking to the side like she's just like spouting rhetoric he's probably said to her and oh, he's yeah. like proud of her for it and it's it's one of those things where I'm in, parents like, like you're winning at everything but I'm winning at home yeah and it's so fucking like heartbreaking and it, it, it's one of those things where the second the kid walked in I was like oh my god they have a kid and she's like trying to you know slowly start like help start a rebellion and just like kind of thinking more about the of what she's losing but then you sit with it and you're like oh she's already lost everything here essentially like she it's still at face value she has this luxurious life but she doesn't have that family and it, and and like even later where they're coming back from some event and you know he's like oh you didn't tell me about this thing and she's like well I didn't want to bore you because it was charitable. And then he's I didn't like, think you'd want to hear about it. Driver, can you take the expressway? I'm sick of being in this car stuck with my wife, you know? But, kind of shit. but and the, it's, it's so what's sad. his name? Because of what she says earlier where she's like, the driver has a name. Like, like she cares about people. And he's like, well, if you care about people, what's up with your daughter not wanting to hang out with you? Um, but I also got this vibe. And this is why this show is so good with character. Did you also get the vibe that, like, maybe Mon Mothma wanted to take her daughter to school or to wherever because, like, it was a good cover for some meeting or something she was on her way to and she planned it that mm. way? Like, like, even you watching it are kind of feeling the same thing that the family is feeling where it's like, okay, yeah, you want to see me, but do you want to see me right now because it's convenient Helpful. yeah and not because it's important for me is there something that I, i'm do that that this does this work out for your day better her reaction to it felt more hurt rather than um shit like i need a cover kind of thing and that was her but is she like, hurt because because the family gets it is she hurt in a way because it's like mm. what they're saying it, like they're spitting facts. Mm. They're spitting facts at Mon Mothma because we know that we didn't even know she had a daughter, and we've known Mon Mothma for decades. For decades. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what the other thing. What else is she hiding? They are playing on our perception of these characters so well. We see Mon. Well, the first time we see Mon Mothma in Rogue One, we talked about this. She's in a column of beautiful white light. Mon Mothma it is perfection to us. She leads the rebellion. And the fact that we like these this family, this shitty, like her shitty husband, like has a couple good points because it is a family and he is in a marriage and he's a bad dude, but he's got some good points about her not being around. And we know that she's never around because we've never seen her family before. <laughs> and I just I love this. I love it so much. She's out yeah. there rebelling, man. Like I, I thought that the way that they're they're planning the scenes of the rebellion happening and already starting. The of course the line of like everyone has their own rebellion. Like come on, it's so good. But the scene of them at the fire and the fire burning down the diorama that they made and the, the cheers to the rebellion and then the music swelling as they like go off to, to do this heist. I'm like, damn, dude, this scene was perfect. I loved that so much as being kind of like the. The turning point of this this arc of what's going on of them like yeah. going going to do the thing now and it's there's something believable about this show that I yeah. am really enjoying. 
Well, uh, let's talk about this because this is this is the the bulk, the meat of the episode is 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 Cassian with this group and the fact that they are that they are not trusting him and he is trying to show his value and every time he tries to show his value they do not trust that from him because he's clearly lying to them and they know it right. the, the whole thing is like he and vel are keeping the entirety of who he is a secret and everybody's picking up on that and it's kind of like even driving the, them apart the first time we like we see him in the episode right he wakes up and he's like where's my shit and then like uh, that becomes a conversation with uh mm. with scheme and multiple times it becomes yeah. a conversation yep and you know I, I i love a little bit of like as kind of scheme uh opening up a little bit to him about the tattoos but then you know using that to kind of question his background uh, mm. clem's background right uh but I, the scene that we need to talk about I, who's the young kid from uh, Nemec? Nemec, who the the kid from the end of the fucking world, which is on a which is a series on Netflix. Nemec is fucking awesome. He is the most based Linux user I've ever seen in a Star Wars. <laughs> like this this kid was fucking spitting this entire episode. He's like kind of techie and how he like brings that into philosophy with control and power where he's talking about like we're too reliant on empire tech and when we are that like uh, you know they control everything that we get out of that tech this little yes. device here that's a uh, I forget Nemec what says use a VPN yes and like, the, <laughs> like his navigator tool slash kind of funny <laughs> his navigator <laughs> tool which you can fix yourself you don't have to rely on others um, it, he's a very much like an open open source uh, code bro and uh you know the, the, him like talking about like writing his like little manifesto i absolutely adored that and you know i i, I also had the line here written down the pace of oppression outstrips our ability, our to, ability under to understand it, it. we're oh! talking about like you know so much is happening at all at once and like how we communicate with each other affects that and how they communicate to us when we're relying on all of this technology it was it. like Damn, they're really looking at modern society right now. And again, using Star Wars to reflect back on us on, you know, modern day politics, which is very interesting, which is a crazy idea. I know. Great. So they've never done it before. They've never done it before. Never have they tried. No, what I love, though, about this is it also do it goes a long way towards explaining the galaxy of Star Wars, right? When he says we've gone, we were too reliant on Imperial tech, it's too trackable. You think about Imperial tech probably started off as, as you know, uh, as, as tech from Coruscant, tech that they were using in the, in the Senate, tech that they were using in the Republic, right? And so it's like, okay, we've been using this centralized tech and now the entire, all of the technology has been turned against us by this oppressive force. And so that's why when you see, it goes a long way towards explaining things that we've always felt about Star Wars, which is when you see families on the outer rim or rebels using things, like why do rebels have such like, such steampunky geared up like rebuilt tech? And like, why did all the high technology of the Republic disappear so quickly? And the answer is it didn't disappear. It disappeared from people who were sympathetic to the rebellion or people who were trying to get out from under government, if not oppression, then at least like, I don't want the empire watching everything I do on my fucking moisture farm. Right. I don't want to report everything I do to the, to, to the empire. So I'm going to use this untraceable technology and just Nemec going into that 
was such a such a wonderful thing. And I also love that Cassian's just like, ah, it's fucking hard to use. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which totally. is everybody, which is also all of us, where it's like your Linux friend is like, hey man, you should get off these servers. Don't use Google stuff. And it's like, but but how setting up my own email is hard. It's so like, hard. <laughs> but I also love that like all this dope ass knowledge is coming from the kid. Like coming from yes. the one that like immediately uh Andor was questioning of just like like what's his deal? Like what's going on with that? I just thought that that was oh. was so great and like it just like twisted our expectations of him. And it and it makes and it breaks your heart later on because you know that Nemec believes in Andor immediately. Like he says this guy's one right. of us. Like I can feel it in the last episode. He's like no, he's he's part of the cause. And then when Andor says like I'm here for the money, you see on Nemec's face he's just like he's heartbroken. Fuck. Yeah. Um, but I also do love that Vel sets like, listen, Vel is trying to keep this whole squad together, but she's smarter and she's a better leader than she seems because when she's telling the story of Gore and she's, and he's like, she's like, he was with this woman. Uh, and because he was with this woman, he didn't get this, uh, he didn't get this promotion because he didn't get the promotion. The woman was didn't stay with him. Everybody has their own rebellion. She's basically telling Cassian, like, look, you don't have to have. You don't have to be a, a a wizard kid from the middle of nowhere who believes in goodness to be part of the rebellion. We'll take you. Like some people's motivations are petty yeah. and self-serving, but as long as they're allied with our motivations, welcome to the fucking rebellion. Yeah. And I think I that love gives, the, the, I'm getting paid. That's why yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Like, and that's it, it. And that's that why I'm here. Love that. People are a little disappointed, but immediately they are fine with Cassian again. Yeah. Like they're just like, well, the guy's getting paid. He must be good. And I, I, I love that <laughs> aspect too, because there, the, there's several moments throughout it where we kind of, I, I forget where I wrote it down, but it was essentially like, we kind of see him learning to put his spy kind of skills and infiltrating skills, like actually to proper use and actually try to be a spy them training to you know pretend to be soldiers walking up straight him giving the suggestion of like oh you should switch because of the the way that you hold your gun being able to tell like who's right-handed who's left-handed and uh what side is favored uh i i love that stuff and when it got to the when it all kind of explodes and you know the 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 crystal comes out and he's like he's being paid i feel like Cassian could have easily kept up with the game and been like that's a personal heirloom thing that's important to me just yeah. rebar like borrowing um scars guards kind of thing um but he didn't he comes out and i and i think that's such an interesting thing where he's connected with these people um personally in little tidbits here and there in little conversations that he feels like he owes them the truth and i wonder if we'll kind of see that struggle continue because he could have easily just been like still putting up the the fence and i know yeah. that maybe in the moment he was like i just got to come clean so we know how to like so the job can go better and they can trust yeah. me and stuff like that but i wonder if we'll see that down the line of like if he you know goes on another another infiltration job and you know there's a another stormtrooper or whatever that he connects with like is that stuff going to struggle with him internally as well of seeing like someone maybe on the inside who you know is a good person but just kind of like caught up in the the machine and stuff and i i love that and i also love the 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 thing where he's like um make a choice don't use me as an excuse i know you're scared it's the day yes. before we're doing this plan but you know don't use not knowing too much about me as the reason why you don't want to do this. Just be straight up if you don't want to do it. I, I love, love that. that. I love that he just clocks everybody as like, dude, this is nerves. 
Like, yeah. this is just nerves. Shake it off. Let's go. We've got a job here. Um, I do love seeing the, while that's all going on, uh, Lieutenant Gorm is just kind of like going about his day and he's just like, he still is like, man, I got to do right by these people still. And I've got to make sure that like, I've got to make, like, he's trying to like, you got to get down here tomorrow and paint this thing. Cause he wants them all out of the way. And they're just like, you can't make us do that. That sucks. And he's like, you're right, right. That sucks. Like yeah. I can't that do that. Manipulation like, game where he walks away too, and he's satisfied. He's like, I tricked them into like requesting a skeleton crew, essentially. Yeah. And, it, and the idea didn't come for me, so I'm not like you know, I'm just the guy who signed off on it, kind of thing. There was but also, I love like, that too. At, like just the the these imperial guys are just so stoked to see the eye. They're just mm-hmm. like. Yeah, we're here, and it's man. not like, theirs to see. see this thing. Yeah, I know. It's great. <laughs> they, it's it's they, tragic. They basically displaced or killed everybody on this planet, and they still want to see the eye. Like they're yeah. still like, no, we want to see the eye. The eye is the cool thing. It's like you hear that thing uh, when he's up at the top at that gate, and it's like, oh, there would have been thousands of them a couple years ago. It's like it would have smelled horrible, and you're just like, man, the casual fucking just racism classism like yeah, depersonalization yeah. Yeah. like even even the the tie fighters just like hey there are some shepherds let's buzz them and scare them yeah like, they're just they're just shitty petty dudes at every turn yeah. even like back on uh uh back on the first planet where it's like oh well will this hotel be a good headquarters for you and he's like yeah can i be prefect i know it doesn't come with a raise but like, if you'll just give me the title of prefect, it's like everybody in the empire Everyone, is man. just like self-serving and just, ugh, yeah, just wrapped up in their so own. It's so gross. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I love that. And like uh, transitioning back into you know, we see that lieutenant who's on Ferrix come back, and we see the uh, uh, who's the uh, Deirdre, uh, Deirdre, yeah, Deirdre. Pass him by, and it's then she's space still, Deirdre. Uh, yeah. Space Deirdre. Deirdre. Tim with two M, space Tim. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, her uh, kind of seeing this pattern. And the question I wrote down here, uh, uh, Dedra still sees a pattern with all these stolen parts from all these different planets that are name dropped. Was Andor stealing all these parts or did the one he steal just kind of make her see a pattern that he had no idea existed? Because he's got the one part. He's using the one part as leverage to, like, get off the planet. He That's the only part that we see him have that he was able yeah. to, like, infiltrate and steal. And he was willing to kind of, like sell it off to be able to get off planet when things were getting hot. So it didn't seem like he was the one going through and finding all these parts. So I'm, I'm wondering what I that's that. setting up and what, what pattern she is she seeing has to be someone else. And I'm fascinated by who's yeah. actually going through and stealing all of these parts. Cause even like, I don't think it's scars guard either. It's not like he's no, getting I, all these, I think he says he does. He didn't care about the part. So I'm, it's got to well, be Well, he says he didn't care about the part, but he says that to Andor. You know what I mean? Like they could have okay. cared about the part. Okay. I think I think what we're seeing is we're seeing different rebel cells whether they were set up by Luthen, whether they were set up by Mon Mothma, whether Sagarera, uh, Sagarera, uh, Ahsoka, like we're seeing all of these cells that are just like, "Hey, here are important things that we can take from them that can help." Whether all of these cells are in constant communication just yet we don't know it seems like maybe they're not just yet i right. love the line it's too random to be random it's like oh yes. shit this yes. is cool as hell yeah. and, <laughs> well, I also, and that's why i love that too I, I, and um you know I've, I've i also been... like dedra saying this is the way i would do it 
if I was doing it, this is the way I would do it. Yeah, and like and I'm just spread like, it out. Ooh, I know. Ooh. And I and I love that too. I've been rewatching uh, Rebels just because this show has kind of just gotten re- re-soaked my my excitement and just about this era and the Rebels coming together. And I just uh, I wrapped up season one and like the way that the kind of the small rebellion fleet that they had that come in to save uh, uh, the main crew on that show near the uh, end of that season. It does feel like they just came together like very recently. And so it is one of those like I, I just love that we're getting teases of like, OK, these figureheads are out there somewhere and they know all of these cells and they're kind of helping these cells and they're slowly bringing them together after like helping them with their own personal stuff on their own planets, mm-hmm. kind of like Lethal. Um, yeah. I, I mean, just, even in Rogue One, we see that getting the cells to agree on anything up until the it's end tough. is, is yeah. very tough. So it's kind of interesting. And that's what I love about like watching Luthen losing his nerve at the end of this episode and just like constantly listening to the radio and it, and his assistant comes in. I forget her name. She's wonderful. Uh, she comes in and she's just like, dude, you know, you're not going to hear anything until tomorrow night. Like, I don't yeah. like seeing you nervous. Like, yeah. and he says like, it's the thief Andor. I wasn't careful. Like, I didn't set this up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I threw something in at the end that could win this for us, but also it could have been didn't a do it the right way. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I I, I almost I, I tricked myself of like, is he waiting for like I was I almost thought over the radio I, we were going to hear like this is Fulcrum or something like that. And that would have oh, been shit. The, the most hype thing. But uh, no, yeah, listening, uh, waiting for the crew. Um, I love and there was something else uh, as well. Oh, I have written by my notes when they they cleared out for the the mission and they're leaving. I was real sad that they left the space goats behind. I'm gonna. I hope they're okay and I hope that they can survive. Those by space themselves. goats knew what they were getting into. Man. I know. I know. It just made me sad. By the way, uh, speaking of the space goats, I want to say the weird liquids of Andor continues. Uh, I love. I love Mednog. I love that we've been introduced to Mednog, right, on on the Fondor, on Luthen's ship. But I also like that now we have Dre milk. And if you drink Dre milk, it apparently, like, it gives you everything you need. It's like the Matrix sludge. It's yeah. like it gives you everything you need, but it sucks. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's got, got like, all the it's, it's Matrix got all the, vibes, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's got all the and nutrients, but like, it's just, yeah, it's not tasty. Schema's like, we got, bu- got a busy day. Finish your milk. And Andrew's like, fuck your milk, dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keeping on with that, uh, uh, two last things that I, I, I specifically want to call out. Um you know they, uh, uh, who's it? Vel, who's kind of the the leader of this uh, yeah. this um, this group, makes seem kind of like apologize in his own way, uh, and and talks about the you know uh, his personal story and a story I feel like we've seen time and time again throughout all Star Wars media of you know Empire taking over you know local places and uh, you know forcing people out of their their homes out of their farms and uh, repurposing it for their own centuries needs. of pepper trees. Yeah, pepper trees, and you know, Scheme talks about how uh, you know his brother killed himself because he couldn't really handle like losing all of his personal stuff, which was uh, tragic. And um, I forget the name of the actor um, who plays uh, Scheme, but I just know he's cousin cousin from, from the Bear. And <laughs> his name is his name is cousin Scheme. No, hold on, I yes. I want the actor's name because yes. it's the most Star Wars name, Eben Moss uh, Bakrak. 
is the most that's his real life name and that is the most star wars ass name and i Good wish that, that was Eben just moss is definitely a star wars like the ebon moss definitely is part of the rebellion yeah a hundred percent but he kind of keeps the the same performance that he has in the bear which is just i live in the midwest and i'm depressed and the way he uses that to tell the story of his brother brings another kind of dimension to the realness of the rebels that you know i personally have not like i felt a little bit here and there but it's also been introduced in the midst of star wars campiness and a hero's journey and stuff like that where this is just scheme just uh, he's just a guy and this is just kind of the shit that his his yeah. life went through and i, I that i'm just fucking mad and i don't know where to put it yeah like yeah. so i'm putting it here and he's like i don't even know what i feel anymore and that was Dude, yeah. so i don't know how to like explain how i feel now i used to hate them like this is as close to an apologies you're gonna get i was like this is so fucking good and i love andor's response like i love that he's just like hey we're boys i get it we're here together so let's yeah. let's let's hope for the best at this point the last thing I have, because I feel like, you know, we set up this crew really well. I love the different dynamics, um, all of this got stuff. got Dre milk. And you got uh, all the milk. This plan is going to go wrong somewhere. Yes! Who 100%. Does, who doesn't the, I, make out of this plan? I got a feeling when, when they're like, how do you tell the weight of the ship? And Cassian's like, oh, there's a there's a thing. I'm just like, is there Cassian oh, Andor? Uh -oh. Is there Cassian Andor? Is there a thing? It's a custom job. Then how would you? This is going to go wrong. Yeah. But who pays the price for it? Ultimately. Namek. The kid. Yeah. That's Namek what, that's dies. What yeah. Because especially because he's got his manifesto that he has not completed yet. I feel like a lot of his ideology is also going to is the one. He's the most. I'm in the ideology of the rebellion and what that means and the being against the empire or a lot of the other stories that we've heard are more personal whereas him. It's more of this philosophical thing. And I think a lot of that is going to rub off on uh, Andor and why he decides to like actually be a part of a rebellion cell that leads to a bigger rebellion um, that motivates him to be like, yeah, I got to fight for something isn't it wild that we've heard we've heard more about the history of like every single one of these characters but we just like nemec is just so lovable yeah yeah he's just so and it's it's the kid's performance and it's it's great and and i think that's all you need I, like i don't think he really needed a, like a tragic backstory i like everybody else had their stuff and it for him it's just he knows the Empire's evil, and he knows the nitty-gritty of every little detail of, like, what builds that up and how yeah. to fight against it. He's um, had a short life, and this yes. has been his entire life, and it's what he believes in, and that's yeah. why Star Wars is going to blow him up. Yeah, and it's really sad. And yeah. It's one of those things. It's <laughs> wild. Learn. Like, it's just this kid that we, like, it, barely anything. He got a few few scenes, but they were built up so well that when he dies the next episode, we're going to feel it, and it's going to hurt. Remember Bodie in Rogue One? Remember when Bodie, Bodie died? died I'm more about gins? to get Bodie, baby. But like, but it's actually gonna hurt this time because you know Bodie was like, "I'm the pilot." No, we, but we wanted too. to feel about Bodie the way we feel about our boy now. I yes. feel the same way about both of them, and you're both heartless. Your hearts are smooth, cold stones. Remember when Let's they finally know. gave Bodie something to do in Rogue One? They were like, oh, we forgot Get to give here. him something to do in the third act. Can you turn Hold on the, the master switch? End the show. 
do the closing of the show. Let us know in the comments below what you thought of this episode and if you think our boy's going to get bodied. Uh, but like I said, we're not going to be back next week because we are doing the spare bedroom launch party on Friday the 14th, 10 a.m. We hope That's to okay. see all Nothing's of you Nothing's going to happen next episode. It's fine. I know, I know. We'll talk about <laughs> it the next, next episode when we get back to it. Life's hard sometimes. There's so much going on. I've never been more stressed in my life, but I've never been more excited, okay? It's going to be fun. Until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.